0: Welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, where we interview the senior leaders in large accounting firms and networks to talk about juicy topics like leadership, vision, culture, talent, growth, change performance and strategy. I'm your host Rob Brown and I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, the Group Head of Talent Development at ASET, it's David Whitson-Black. Hello there.
1: Hi Rob, how are you?
0: Well great David, fantastic to have you with us. Uh, David, tell us about your current role and how you got there.
1: Yeah, so my current role is Group Head of Talent Development for ASET and I'm responsible for the whole talent and development piece across the UK and Europe and after learning development, talent development and our student programmes. How I got there? well five and a half years ago I was approached by the HR director of a well-known Scottish brand called Campbell Dallas an accountancy firm and at the time Campbell Dallas had no learning development support much of their costs as with most accountancy firm was an external technical training I come on board to help support the learning journey how we could help support our people Mm. internally more by creating the right development programs to help support careers rather than just technical training.
0: Now are you an accountant and if you're not, how did you end up in an accounting firm?
1: No, I'm not an accountant. So my background is in insurance. So prior to that, I worked for a large insurance firm doing motor claims, which in turn, I moved into a training role and became the L&D manager and was there for about 12 and a half years. So a lot of my L&D background prior to Camel Dallas was in insurance.
0: What are the symptoms, David, of a firm that needs help with learning and development?
1: No career progression for people, no career paths. the biggest thing, is to ensure that people have opportunities to develop themselves personally, develop the soft skills.
0: You bring up a good point because L&D is traditionally thought of as the technical side of things. Let's be compliant. Let's obey all the regulations. Let's pass our exams. Let's get all of our qualifications. But that's a small part of the job now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Technical competence is, of course, very, very important, but there's more to it now. It's not about sitting down and doing a client books and getting them signed off at the end of the year. It's actually about building relationships with people and understanding people and understanding their needs. And L&D can help build those skills.
0: So when we think of accountants as a breed, David, they are super smart. We know that it's not easy to become an accountant, but once they become an accountant, is there a sense sometimes that they feel they've arrived? I've got it now, I've passed my exams. Do they become less coachable and teachable with the kind of things you want to get into them?
1: I think definitely there's a sense of achievement at the end of that. And people do think, okay, this is now my career starting and it's time to move into that next stage. That's the point where your development really starts. You're focused three, maybe six years in some cases with school leaver programmes on building the technical ability and understanding the theory. And yes, of course, you're still building and developing your skills at that point, but you're trying to marry them all together.
0: I like that idea of when you become qualified, that's when the learning starts. And I'm reminded of my driving instructor that got me through my test on the second attempt, I might say, but he said now is when you start learning, when you're in the car on your own, if you like, and as a metaphor for accountants, you've got your hands on the steering wheel of your own career and now you've really got to go for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what you want to make sure it happens is that someone is supported all the way through that journey. And that actually you've got someone behind you to always be there to help drive you forward and help you achieve your goals.
0: A wise person once said to me that most people in life can tell you what they don't want, but very few people can tell you what they do want. So when you're talking to your accountants, there are assets
1: in all different roles
0: and you ask them what do you want how easy is it for them to articulate where they want to go with their career and what L&D they might need
1: it's difficult for some and easier for others we have a requirement to continue building your technical ability and through CPD which is a massive part of your membership and your professional development and often people are focused on achieving that so when you start talking about professional development and developing soft skills it's a lot harder unless someone's actually sat down with you and what do you want your career to be like what do you aspire to be what are your goals that's what you need to do to understand what someone's needs actually are and where they want to go the general conversations are good you get a little bit out of it but or a lot of people need that support to help carve out a career path
0: and as a head of talent and development i'm wondering what you do on a day-to-day basis is it one of guidance and mentoring and i guess opening up possibilities to people that they might not see or is it actually on the front line more coaching and training and giving the people the soft skills that that are required
1: yeah it's a bit of everything L&D terms we call it blended learning just having a conversation opening up the lines of communication asking the right questions trying to understand what people's needs are being there for people we do a lot of training we do coaching and mentoring programs and we try and make sure that we've got something for everyone and it's aligned to their own needs and learning styles which Mm -hmm. is really important too people don't really think of learning styles the way an L&D person might
0: well as a former high school maths teacher I did a lot about learning styles on my degree and you bring up an interesting point we do all learn in different ways we have different ways of holding information and i guess you've got to cater to all styles and personalities
1: don't you yeah absolutely if you think about where we've gone where we are now with covid everyone's moved online yes some people are in offices but we're in a virtual world and people have now adapted to learning virtually and i'm not saying it's been easy for people
0: and for those of people that are listening that are not aware of the assets journey and the cogital group and the baldwins and campbell dallas and everything else there's
1: been a lot of change there hasn't there how has that affected your role well it's given my role more purpose because we previously had a number of different brands that we brought together under one brand and it's the assets brand and it's about taking our people on a journey that is long-lasting career fulfilling and is about talent yeah it's about developing and supporting the best talent.
0: It sounds like you're in the perfect job for David Whitson Black. I just wonder what you might be doing if you weren't doing this job.
1: I actually want to be a music teacher. Not yeah, a rock so...
0: star, but a music teacher. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, actually, actually, I'm classically trained, so oh, wow. probably would have become more of an opera singer than I would a rock star.
0: You're very passionate about what you do. We've had a few conversations now. Are there any particular things you're really proud of on your
1: watch? I think being able to build a support function and people development. When I've started five and a half years ago with Campbell Dallas, which is now ASX. We didn't have an L&D team. We didn't have development plans in place for people. We had good support for people, yeah. absolutely brilliant support. And we used our training providers and our HR team were fantastic. But I was able to build a programme for the future. We now have excellent support for our students. We have programmes internally. We have coaching and mentoring. We have a whole range of development opportunities for people that weren't there in the past. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we're able to support people people are really important to us people are passionate about what they do they want to be part of the journey with us and I feel that I've been able to contribute even a little bit to the development of people
0: you're still very young in the game relatively I don't see any grey hairs or wrinkles there so you've been doing this for a while but do you think even now David in terms of legacy or dynasty
1: I just like one person that turned around and said David inspired me and helped develop me it gave me an opportunity and as an individual are you very coachable are you an an investor learner yourself? Yeah, definitely. Anyone that sits back and says, right, I'm not teachable anymore. I'm not coachable anymore. It's just not open enough. And in the past 12 months, I've started working with some new people as well as some old people. And I've learned so much from the journey that we've been on. And I've learned a lot from them. 12 months ago, if if you'd told me where I would be, where I was today and what I've learned as a result of that journey, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm -hmm. Tell
0: us something that you've learned, maybe a piece of advice or an attitude or something that served you well in your leadership role?
1: I think it's always be open, always be humble, always remember that there's someone else in need of your support and your right. help. Mm. And that's why I'm in my job because I feel that I can make a contribution to people.
0: Yeah, I get that. I took a master's in HRD, human resource development. One of the key things that we were debating on our classes was that it's sometimes hard for L&D people, HR people, to get boardroom buying and influence for what they're doing. And you're sitting there in a big organization. How many employees 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 are under assets now David? Approximately six and a half thousand. Right so you stand in that gap if you like between the the culture, the values, the profitability of the firm, what's coming down from shareholders and the boardroom and you've got to disseminate that to the people whilst giving them a career. Talk to us about how successful you've been in that and how you measured on
1: that. The success comes from living the values and understanding our values. Our values is uh, collaborative, authentic, respectful and dynamic. If you live buy those and everything that you do is with those in mind and you're able to apply them and everything has purpose. You get the buy in to create things that are worthwhile and that impact the business. That's what's important. It's about making sure that everything has a purpose and is able to impact the business and our people in a positive way.
0: I'm impressed that you can recite the values of the firm because very few people can, including a lot of the managing partners because they put up there on a website and then people forget about them. So you said collaborative, authentic, respectful and dynamic. And dynamic. Dynamic. Did you have a role in shaping those, David, or would you have chosen those for yourself?
1: Yeah, I that did. Actually, that's a really good story. As part of coming together and rebranding, we built a working group of around 20 plus people from all across our business. And each one of them represented an area of our business and contributed to building our vision, values, and the next part of our story. And I was part of that group. And what was really important and made me really proud is that we brought a bit of everything into that. Mm. A bit of what what we all really were and we've helped to build our brand for the future authentically people coming together and keeping it real this is what we're all about let's work together agree on the next part of our journey
0: but i'm as realistic as anyone there are no perfect jobs there must be some things that frustrate you about your role or the firm or the accounting profession uh, level with us now one or two of those if you would
1: I a in general accountancy has been quite traditional probably one of the biggest frustrations for me is trying to help people understand that they're. There's different ways to learn. Mm,
0: I can resonate with that. Here at the Business Development Academy, we train accountants to win work. And one of the things you've got to help them to unlearn in a way is that they look at some of the senior partners or the rainmakers in the firm and think, oh, they go out networking. And they feel they've got to be that person, a clone of that person. But there are different ways to win business that play into a person's strengths. Personality, skill sets, weapons and I guess you go about L&D in the same way, don't you?
1: Absolutely. I think it's really, really, really important to learn from people around you. Not everything that someone does will work for you and it's about finding your own way. What I try and instill in everyone is the only way that you will be able to do it effectively is being authentic, getting your personality out and I'll give you an example. When I first came into the accountancy and created a client relationship training program and the first thing that I did when I came into the very first training session was sat down next to the group of people that I was training so there would be some shocked faces and I've tried to understand why and I found out we're used to a lecture in style and that was me being my authentic self I don't like standing up in front of people mm. looking stiff and nervous
0: <laughs> and you know, you're speaking into that traditional nature of accounting and when we think about teaching the old school teachers were like that weren't they they were very didactic they were very authoritative like doctors they were there to be feared as much as respected but that doesn't work anymore does it
1: no because people don't engage with it. It's not about being an authoritative figure that is the most experienced and has the most to give. It's about sitting down and understanding the people around you and actually being part of that and understanding that you've got something you can give people.
0: And here at the Business Development Academy, training accountants to win business, that's not a role that they signed up for, but it's an important part of the role, isn't it? Would that come under the soft skills element that you're referring to?
1: Yeah, we do a similar program as we've discussed called Sales Without Selling. Mm. The reason we call it Sales Without Selling is is because you're not a salesman and accountants would never see themselves as salesmen. What they are is relationship makers and builders. And it's that that wins business. And it's about understanding people, being able to take time to understand what a person needs and being able to offer them something that meet those needs. And that, if you're comfortable, is easy. Well, that if feels you... much
0: more accessible than having to go to networking events and phone people up cold and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. The minute you say, right, you're going to a sales programme and we're going to help you win business, many accountants that I know are, Would be put off by that. From a networking point of view, it's actually getting out there and meeting people, getting to know people, understanding people, and helping to support them. Mm -hmm. And have you seen
0: any changes in the way firms win work and what's expected of Vienna to bring in business
1: over the years? There's more challenges now, isn't there? Where we are with COVID, so people aren't getting out and about the same way. People are having to adapt and adjust to this world, and connecting with people can be quite difficult.
0: It sounds like you've got some great people that you're working with, but you can only work with what you've got. So How important is the recruitment piece in bringing in good talent and how do you attract them David?
1: It's one of the most important parts of attracting talent it's about making people that work with you the recruitment teams link in with my team and it's it's understanding the business where we're going what our values are and being able to show people that would be joining a company that has people at its heart. Yeah you've got to sell that vision haven't you? Got to sell the vision yeah and attract people that want part of that vision and that they can see that if they come with us that we'll take them on a journey and we'll help support them in their career and help support them on the path that they've chosen.
0: Yeah. And not all firms do that. I did a podcast recently on employer brand and the expert I was talking to said, it's really important that the leaders of a firm in attracting talent, weave a good narrative and a strong story that people can buy into. So they become part of something bigger than themselves, but they feel they've got a role to play. Does that resonate with you?
1: Yeah, definitely. They also have to see into the firm. What are the people like? What does it mean to be part of that? And one of the things most recently we've done is make sure that as part of our external brand you get to see what's at the heart of our business and that the people has COVID made it any harder to attract the right kind of talent there no i think as long as you engage with people and go out and actually show what your brand is it's appealing to people we've had some great success this year with 143 new students joined us over wow. the summer through covid obviously there was challenges in terms of interviews and assessment centers and getting people on board but we were able to rise to the challenge The students that have joined us, graduates and school leavers alike, have joined us at a difficult time where many companies had stopped the programme, many companies had put a hold on their recruitment, and we drove forward with ours because it's important that we can bring on talent and help develop them because they are our future.
0: And once you get good people in at the bottom, you get good people at the top, don't you? That's the whole succession planning game.
1: Yeah, of course you do, of course you do. You drive talent always, and I think what happens is when you bring someone in at the bottom, as you say, you're giving them a start on the ladder. The people at the top of that ladder are able to look down and see what's around them and help to develop them.
0: That's a very good point. You do, when you talk about L&D, mention the students, the young people a lot. Do you work with the older people, the... Partners, the people who have
1: made it, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I work with everyone. What do they need from you? They need support. They need someone to talk to, someone to help coach, understand their needs. Often in these situations, we can look at certain levels, whether that be students or new managers, and forget about the most experienced people. But we try not to do that. It's an open program to everyone. There's opportunities there for everyone, and they can engage at any level they want to.
0: Yeah. You talk about opportunities, David. Is there any? aspect of the accounting sector that you don't feel has evolved as quickly as it should have and opportunities have not been taken?
1: Probably the digital side. I think everyone was scared of it. Yeah. Initially, they moved to digital. We've been forced to move pretty quickly on it.
0: Well, David, this has been terrific today, a real insight into the L&D world of a large accounting practice. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about the assets vision and buy into that story or pick your brands on your L&D philosophies, what's a good way for them to reach you?
1: Yeah, through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good way of doing it. Yeah.
0: And what one piece of advice would you give to, well, let's ask for two little bits. One is a new recruit in starting out on the career. What might you say to them to inspire them that this is the right profession and, and even as it's the right brand and maybe an up and coming leader that's been in the game five, 10 years and are really looking to push on?
1: I would give them both the same advice. Soak it all up and take every opportunity that's available to you. But most importantly, learn from the people around you. What does that look like? That looks like working hard, building relationships, understanding what people do and why they do it. Asking good questions. Asking good questions, absolutely. Being inquisitive, making sure that you always have a sense of self at the same time. It's it's about learning from others, building your knowledge, building your experience, soaking it all up, using your personality to drive you forward.
0: Yeah, I do some programmes on executive presence. And one of the biggest drivers of executive presence is lifting your head up and thinking less tactically and more strategically, which is, as you're saying, looking at what's going on around you yeah yeah
1: absolutely because you can miss a lot yeah if your eyes aren't open you will miss it yeah
0: very good and not looking down at your mobile phone a lot as well but actually <laughs> having real conversations
1: yeah yeah yeah. look someone in the eye show that you're engaged but actually don't show it be engaged yeah
0: love it well david with some black that's been world class thank you so much for your time and your insights today
1: thanks for having me rob it's been a pleasure
0: You've been listening to the Accounting Leaders Podcast with me, Rob Brown. I want to personally thank you for spreading the word and sharing our show with your accounting network. And if you are an accountant who wants to master the skills of winning business for your firm and enhancing your income and career prospects, our Business Development Academy site has some great training for you at bdacademy.pro. Now do connect to me on LinkedIn and at the Rob Brown on Twitter. I'd love to hear what you think about this show and our other hugely popular sister podcast, Accounting Influencers. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.